All right. Well done. It's so important to hide God's word in your heart, right, kids? To learn it, memorize it, so important. There's so many times in my life where I was in a tough place and God's word came to my mind and he knows what we need all the time. All right, I'm going to call up my friend Scout to the stage. Everybody give it up for Scout. <laughs> all right, Scout, while you're coming to the stage, you're already on it. I want to ask many of you, which I, I'm sure I know the answer to this, of course, but how many of you have ever trained for something very, very difficult? Maybe it was a competition. Maybe it was for a big game. Maybe it was for a difficult race. Well, I know Scout has been training so much at the gym for gymnastics. Literally, she tells me every day. So I wanted her to show us, she's going to show us two gymnastic skills that she's learned through her very hard work and discipline at the gym. If I tried to do that, I'd fall on my face. Good job, babe. Good job. All right. Scout, how long have you been doing gymnastics for? Seven years. And how many hours do you spend in the gym on a week? 20 hours. 20 hours. Yeah, it shows. Good job. Thank you, honey. You can be seated. Through Facebook and Scout telling me about all her different competitions and stuff, I think you'd agree with me that she did not pick up some of these, these tricks overnight. It's not an overnight thing. It takes lots of discipline to practice each day and never, ever give up. The same can be true, of course, for us as Christ followers. If we desire to grow in our relationship with God, then we too need to practice Practice and be disciplined to put prayer as a focus and something that is very, very important. Prayer must be the number one thing we practice, prioritize, and train for. So before we get into today's message called, uh, uh, called Our Role Model for Prayer, I need one uh, elementary student to quickly run up to the front. One elementary student. Okay, Judah, perfect. Okay, Judah, can you look under that towel for me on this side? And I want you to tell me what kind of things, lift it up, yeah, there's secrets inside. Tell me what kind of things are on that cookie sheet. A tablet? Yeah, yeah, a preschool phone. <laughs> a real phone? And a walkie-talkie. What, Judah, do all those items have in common? Yes, you can talk to people on them. Well done. Everybody say, good job, Judah. <laughs> all right. That's right. Ways that we can communicate. Prayer is the same way that we communicate with God. We talk to him. Some people do this out loud. 
Some people do this quietly. We learn to do both over time because it takes practice. All right, question. Have you ever wondered if Jesus is God, why did Jesus have to pray? I mean, they know what each other's thinking, so why, why are we discussing this today? Boys and girls, say number one. Number one. Jesus prayed as, as an example to his followers, those who wanted to follow and serve Jesus. Jesus was the role model, the example. So Jesus prayed because he wanted to show the people around him how to do it, hence the Lord's Prayer. Second, everybody say second. second. Since the Bible tells us that Jesus was completely human, it would make sense that from his upbringing as a Jewish believer, that prayer was very, very important, tradition very rooted in his upbringing. Say third. Third, the nature of the Trinity allows for communication between all three parts. For example, as God the Son, Jesus could pray to God the Father. Now, that we understand why Jesus himself prayed, we can unpack the three ways this morning in which Jesus shows us, models for us, how to pray. All right, point number one, Jesus prayed alone and often. All right, boys and girls, you were given a Bible this morning. I want you to put your Bibles up in the air. Put your Bibles up in the air. Copy after me. This is God's word. What God's word says is true. God wants to teach me something. I am ready. All right, so. The verse I need you to look up is Luke 5:16. Luke 5:16. All right. I'm giving everybody a moment. Adults, if you have a phone with you, I challenge you to take it out. It's so good for your kids to see you looking at God's word. So so important. Luke 5:16, which says Jesus often withdrew to lonely places and prayed. Or other versions say Jesus withdrew to the desert or the wilderness, but he was totally separate. He carved out time to be completely disconnected. Jesus clearly wanted to be alone, even after healing a man with leprosy, which was the miracle he performed right before he took some time apart to be with God in this particular passage. Jesus knew that sometimes you have to pull away from distractions to focus on God. Jesus challenges us to carve out time to spend time with him. So the next passage is found in the book of Luke. Everybody say Luke. Chapter 6, verse 12. And it says, Jesus spent the night praying to God. When I read this passage, you know, you read things sometimes over and over again, but then all of a sudden as I was preparing for this message, all of a sudden I was like, he spent the whole night? Like the whole night. Like uh, as soon as I'm praying in the nighttime, I'm like out in five minutes, so... If anything, that's a discipline in itself to carve out a long period of time. The length is, is very difficult. I don't know about you. A few minutes does seem a bit easier, but Jesus challenges us to carve out short times at times, right? But long periods of time also. And uh, I think the part that challenged me most about having to, you know, spend alone time with God is the fact that it's very hard. I don't know, kids, you might not feel this way, or maybe you do, but I know for adults, it's so hard for us to focus. Like, I don't know about you, but if you guys have ever seen kids, have you seen the show Over the Hedge? 
Do you guys know that little, um, he's not a hamster. What is he that like puts string cheese through his nose? His name's Hammy. And he's like literally all over the place. Like first he's here, then 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 he's here. That is literally how it looks in my brain all the time. And for a while, it got really bad to the fact of like on Sunday mornings, I would get migraines. So bad, so, so bad, because my mind was so busy, it was not able to think from one thought to another thought to another thought. It would just link them all together to the place of being so frazzled, and then I'd be so sick. I'd have to, after church on Sunday, go home and sleep. And I'm not telling you that to say, like, oh, poo-hoo, poor Crystal, but I, I'm wondering if there's other people in the room that suffer from a lot of head cloud and a lot of head fog and this passage talking about number one taking time to be alone with God and taking like a long period of time with God sounds like so daunting like so so daunting like how am I how would I ever be able to practice that and get to the place where I was disciplined enough to do some of those things well if any of you guys have ever read Dr. Caroline Leaf's work I really believe that the Holy Spirit through a friend told me to read her book because her book is all about switching off your brain to focus on certain thoughts and thinking about how one thought connects to another thought and that, that God has given us the power. Our brain is so amazing. If I could go back to school, I would definitely take more like brain sciences to understand how people think and how then they respond to feel and act and do. But man, the brain is so powerful. And 2 Corinthians 10.5 says we can captivate every thought, which was so life-giving to me. As like a busy mom of like a 10-month-old and a 4-year-old, the, 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 the thought that I can isolate one thought... And through the Holy Spirit, I don't have to continue down that trajectory to make me go into that head fog. And, and whatever thought pattern it is, whether it's like fear-related, anything of the enemy, fear-related, loneliness, whatever it is that I can stop that thought. And I don't know if that's you, but I just felt really deep in my heart that I had to mention that this morning. If you haven't read any of her work, Dr. Caroline Leaf, so helpful, um, the um, switch off your brain. She says, brain research is showing us that we can change the past. Our thoughts travel by being mindful of them. She says that m- the mind controls the body, not the other way around. All right, so point number one was that Jesus spent time alone with God, which is hard. <gasps> alone and with short and extended amounts of time. All right, boys and girls, say point number two. Point number two, all right, is Jesus, oh, this is, this is so great because I'm sure some of you have done this so recently that you have spent time in nature. Many of you probably traveled to see friends and to see, to see loved ones or just traveled for fun. Uh, last week, my parents took me and my girls on a trip through Jasper to Kamloops, back from Banff through Edmonton. This picture that you'll see on the screen takes place in the shoe swaps a couple days ago, me and Scarlett. We went paddle boarding, and it was so peaceful on that water, so peaceful. The only thing that was really loud was the fact that me and Scarlett brought, like, a ton of snacks. (laughs) 
and we sang Moana soundtrack the entire time. I had like this tiny little bag. Thankfully, Scarlett brought it. And I put like the Moana soundtrack and we sang, I am Moana, like the top of our lungs. It is like the best, the best time ever. It was so nice to just remove, our, remove our, myself. And I'm sure you felt the same after. I hope that some of you had some good time to rest and to take in the beautiful nature, God's creation all around us. In scripture, it talks about Luke 12, 6.12 says, Jesus went out to a mountainside to pray. An article I read from Focus on the Family read, he could, he could have gone to a home, a synagogue, or if he was near Jerusalem, he could have gone to those to pray. But there were times where Jesus made the intentional decision where he was to often pray in nature. There's something about moving us outside of the busyness of our house and like the things that are around us to help clear our mind to focus on him. Psalm 19.1, God brought this to my mind as I was paddleboarding. The heavens declare the glory of God, the skies proclaim the work of his hands. If you need a moment, this, like, I don't know about you, but this week, this, this past week, getting kids, like, to school and everything like that, it's like, the brain is just like, Wah! take time. Take time this week or, or today to do a quick, like, five-minute loop with your family around just to take mind to be in nature and be intentional about carving that time out to listen instead of just talk to one another, but listening. As you pass houses, oh, maybe God's putting up something in your mind to pray for somebody that's on your street or that you're walking past a business to pray for them. Okay, point number three, Jesus prayed for and with others. An example of Jesus praying for others is seen in Matthew 19, 13. We read, and I alluded to at the very beginning, that Jesus prayed for who? Children. Jesus prayed for children. Jesus really, really cares about kids. Jesus prayed also a lot for people. We see in his word, people who are sick, people who are dead. I mean, there's just tons, scripture after scripture after scripture of how Jesus prayed for people who were his closest friends or those that didn't know him yet. It's so important that we spend time praying for others and never give up in praying for people around us. It's so hard. We pray for something for a little while and we're like, well, I guess that's that. I guess I, I, I'll put in my time card, cha-ching, and, and, then, and then move on to other things. I, I really challenge our kids that God always answers, always. It's just not in the way that you expect, and it's often no. <laughs> that's a response. No, not this time. Yes, or wait. The wait one is the worst. The wait one is the worst because it's like, how long is it? When I was researching different, different people who have prayed in the Bible, I was reminded of Hannah who prayed a really long time for a baby. And I was like, okay, well, I guess my 10 days of prayer for one person, I guess I should, be, I should practice what I preach and be disciplined to pray for things a little bit longer um, because I want to see that prayer answered in God's will, in God's time, because I know that in that, he is stretching me, building me, helping me learn to trust him more. And all those pillars are very, very important for us as kids, right, kids, to learn that you can trust God no matter what, with whatever is on your mind and in your thoughts and whatever you're going through. And the same is for us as adults. And of course, we know that 
prayer, Jesus alludes to us in Luke 18, that it takes persistence. Persistence, never giving up. Never, ever giving up. All right, let's see where I am for time. All right, let's wrap up today by looking at one last scripture, Luke 9, 28. It reads, Jesus, meaning, let's see, Luke 9, 28. After he, Jesus, yeah, I'm reading it in front of me. Jesus said, he took Peter, John, and James with him and went up to pray in the mountain. Alluding to, I just want to make this small point, that Jesus chose to pray for others and with others. Say, a kid, say for others and with others. This is only one example of how Jesus showed that we should pray for others. But we should spend time praying with them. Sorry, one sec. This is only one example of how Jesus showed that we should be praying with others. And I think sometimes we say that we should pray just to certain times or when it's convenient. It's very hard to um, pray in public. I don't know if you guys feel that. But you know what? Kids don't necessarily think about that first, which is so fascinating. If they feel a prompting of the Holy Spirit in their mind, in their heart, telling them to go pray for somebody, they just go do it. Which is, I'm so inspired by because I put building block after building block after building block of things in my way, like barriers of like, meh, uh, I must have not heard right. I'm really not doing that because I have like five seconds to get to where I need to go because I'm, of course, late. I can't possibly stop my kids. Parents, grandparents, if you ever, ever want to challenge your home and, and the people you're around to, to um, in prayer, ask your kids. Ask your kids to take time. And you think that maybe they can't. But I promise you, even in the preschool wing, they are quiet for a whole minute. Because why? Like I alluded to at the beginning of our time together, that they expect God to move. So if they're expecting God to move, if they're expecting him, that means they are waiting and waiting and waiting until they hear his still small voice. But even kids need to ask God for bravery then. And so do we. So Jesus is our role model. He, sh he shows us that it takes time to carve out time to be alone with him in short little spurts and long spurts. He shows us that being in nature and connecting with him helps us um, to focus and admire his nature. Jesus shows us through, uh, through many verses in the Bible that we alluded to today that we can pray for people, with people, all those things. But it does take a lot of practice and discipline. A lot of practice and discipline. Um, I'm, this is something we do in kids' ministry all the time. I usually, in kids' ministry, only speak for about, like, 10 minutes. Because you know your kids. They're like... But when it comes to the... We always end with a response time. And response time is really important because it's... I want them to have time to not hear my voice. Because if they're listening to me, it's, I can be the distraction from them hearing from the Holy Spirit. And I never want my voice 
to distract them from what God has for them every single Sunday. So we're going to let the kids lead us this morning in this because I know that you are going to be challenged to your core because of how much faith these kids at Eagle Mon have. So I have three bins, kids, in here because you know in kids' church, whenever we do response time and we take time to listen to the Holy Spirit and ask him, God, what do you want me to take away? God, I have this desire in my heart to grow in prayer that he's going to show you what, what maybe to pick. So this is the things that I have in this bin. All right. If God, if while Pastor Crystal is praying, you feel like God's telling you, you know what? I want to challenge my family or my grandparents to take a walk this week and be in his nature. Maybe you're going to go to Four Seasons Park. And you're going to challenge your family. Okay, we're going to, you lead. You be the leader. You say, I'm not talking if you, I'm not talking, so we're not talking. We're going to not talk for a few minutes. And then we're going to ask God what he's saying to each of us. Each of us because we need to grow our kids, but we also need to grow our families. And the way that we grow our families is by sharing with each other, what God's doing in each other's lives. So important. So, kids, while, while I, after I pray, and Pastor Brendan's going to lead you in a song, I'm going to ask if you feel like God's calling you to take time with him through nature this week, I want you to pick from the leaf bin, all right? That's this first one. If God's challenging you to pray for others this week, I want you to take a couple of links all right, to show that we're, that we're being connected through prayer. And God wants us maybe even think about somebody for each link. Like my mom, my dad, that friend at school that I met this week that's already not nice to me. A girl I met at the park. And, and take a little link, all right? If God's calling you to maybe be alone with him for a little while, <laughs> This is not going to stick on my lips, but I think it's hilarious, and I know you kids do too. You know when you have to, what do you do when you're alone and, and quiet? Does that mean we talk? It's like our clothespin on my lips. <laughs> All right, so you're going to take a clothespin to remind yourself this week to carve out time to be alone with God. It doesn't have to be a long time, but it has to be some time this week. And I would even... At tell your mommy or dad, I picked a clothespin, but I need help with this. It's hard. <gasps> help me this week to carve out at least a few minutes, 10 minutes, go in your room somewhere quiet to be with God, all right? All right, so while, and then you can put your item in this little, little bin or this little holder to take it home with you. And adults, as our kids are coming and responding to the Holy Spirit, would your hearts also be opened in ways that you know that you want to grow in prayer? None of us have it 100%, right? First Thessalonians 5.17 says, pray without ceasing. I pray all the time. It's a hard practice. It's a hard practice. But it's about getting in the routine of it. So, Brennan, as you lead us, I'm just going to pray first before you get into this song. Would you all bow with me? God, thank you that you gave us our role model, Jesus, to show us, to challenge us how to pray, to spend time alone, to pray for others, to pray for others, spend time in, your, in, in nature reflecting on who you are, 
because at the end of the day, God, you are so good and you are so faithful to us. And we are in awe of how you work in our lives to draw us closer to you because our desire is to grow to know you more, to love you with all our heart, with all our soul, with all our mind, with all our strength. So Lord, as our kids lead us this morning and being obedient to your spirit at deciding that they want to be in nature with you this week or pray for others or spend time alone and quiet with you. Lord, I pray us as adults would also be challenged in these areas this week in the busyness of September, which is the craziest month of the year. 